Tap Rack Bang Podcast, Episode Four. I am Ryan Frazier. Riding shotgun with me is the tactical tackle, Tyler Witzke. Tyler, what's new, Pussycat? Oh, uh, there's a lot going on, but uh, we'll get to that later in the episode. Yeah, I want to talk to you folks out there. Do you guys think that compromise is the path to defending the Second Amendment? If that's the way you feel, you can get on out of here right now. Go get. Go get. Get on out of here. Get. 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 For the rest of you, if you want to take the power back and become the pro-gun bullies that the gun grabbers are already accusing us of being, then we invite you to join the pro-gun bully nation. Like this video, subscribe to the channel, and share it with your friends. Grow the movement. Yep. Be sure to hit that Liberty Bell. Woo! That yeah, notifies you, you whenever we post a video. Booyah. All right. Yeah. We got a great show for you guys today. Going to talk about Louisiana and Texas constitutional carry. We're going to have a look at some shenanigans that went down here in Colorado. We're going to have an update on the ATF ghost gun ban. And we're going to get... The King of the Hill, Hunter King, a bona fide D.C. gun lobbyist on the horn and have a chat with him. But first, we got to talk about the results of last week's comments contest. Tombstone versus the good, the bad, and the ugly. The ultimate gun guy western. Comments were kind of split. Tyler likes Tombstone. Yeah. I like the good, the bad, and the ugly. What, what's your verdict on the situation tyler definitely tombstone still thinking tombstone yep but man clint eastwood over or you're saying val kilmer and um oh what's his name kurt russell val kilmer and kurt russell over clint eastwood I'm sticking with that. yeah i'm sticking with that kurt russell is fantastic actor in my opinion um, uh, but but there I, are two kinds of people in this world my friend those with loaded guns and those who dig that's dig. true Clint Eastwood. You see, in this world, there's two kinds of people, my friend. Those with loaded guns, and those who dig. You dig. All right. Well, maybe I'll concede. Maybe <laughs> I'll agree that Tombstone might just be the better movie. But before I carry on, quick pop quiz. Who said this? Now, wait. Nobody says you can't own a gun. Nobody's even saying you can't carry a gun. All we're saying is you can't carry a gun in town. Hmm. That sound familiar? Is that sound? Maybe the Diane Feinstein. That's maybe a, that was a uh, Eric Swalwell. Yeah, it sounds. It sounds pretty much like a gun. That's Vir it's car. Virgil Earp from Tombstone. The guys you're rooting for in Damn. your movie are gun grabbers. <laughs> Tyler Witzke, the tactical tackle, supporting gun control. Are you a plant from Bloomberg? Is that what you're here no. to do? You're no. not a plant. You're not a mole. No. Not you're not selling us out from the inside. No. Then will you concede the good, the bad, and the ugly, or are you, are you going to go ahead and argue for the gun grabbers once again? I'll just concede to make you happy. Good, the bad, and the ugly wins. Frazier is undefeated in <laughs> I'm the a comment section challenge. Next week's comment section. This one's we're going to steer away from the movies, and I got a new one. I was thinking of <clears throat> if you could starting from scratch. You got no guns. And for the rest of your life, you can only buy guns from one gun manufacturer. There can be only one. Forever. You can have as much as you want, but only from one manufacturer. What would you choose? Now, obviously, this is going to be highly personal and depending on what kind of gun guy you are. But Tyler, where does your thought go with this challenge? So I've I've had some time to think about this and I would I would recommend Mossberg 
because mm. they make awesome shotguns. shotguns. They make some bolt-action rifles as well yeah. as semi-automatic rifles, mm-hmm. and they make handguns. They're making handguns now, so, too. So. Uh, you kind of got all the bases covered there. Um, another one I was kind of thinking of would be CZ. They make rifles, pistols, and some mid to high end uh, shotguns as well. Um, what what what? Some sweet twenty twos too. I, I was, right. I like the idea of CZ, but in this day and age, I could almost live without a shotgun. I know that's um that's a sin and talk for a gun guy to yep. say that you don't need a, a shotgun, the most versatile gun that you can own. Buy a shotgun. Buy a shotgun. But, you know, I really like my SIGs these days, and as long as I have a bolt gun to hunt with, which SIG is making now, I'd rather take the tactical stuff and have some dope pistols and some magazine-fed semi-automatics and just one good bolt gun to put an elk in my freezer every year. But um, I'm not as committed to this answer. I'm excited to see what the the pro-gun bullies in the comment section have to say about this challenge, so leave a comment down below. You have one gun manufacturer for the rest of your life, for all your all your shooting purposes. What do you go with? Moving on. We're going to the bullet points. You bet. And we should... We've been talking about every single time constitutional carry in Louisiana and Texas. Do we have any updates, Tyler? Basically, both are uh, in Texas and Louisiana. Both are stuck in committee and need to get sent to the governors. Um, time is time is the enemy here because uh, most of these states we are nearing the end of legislative session. So, and sad to say, inertia is the strongest force in politics, and it seemed like these both were steamrolling their way to the governor's office. But unfortunately, they're kind of just festering in a committee right now, which means it's time for the pro-gun bullies to take actions. We're going to put the phone number for Louisiana and the phone number for Texas up there. The two numbers you need to call, call them up and let them know. Get those bills to the governors. Louisiana, we know the governor's going to veto it, but if we can make it happen fast enough where the veto-proof majorities in the legislature can force this thing through, we still have a chance. Texas, if we can get it to the governor, we should be sitting pretty, but it's on all of us to make sure that we see this thing to the finish. Moving on, some shenanigans in our home state of Colorado. Tyler, what do you know about this one? Right. So Colorado has been kind of a kind of a cesspool this year. Um, it's very sad. Um, there's been at least three anti-gun bills that have been introduced and making their way through the legislature. Um Representative Hugh McKean, he's uh, McQueen, maybe. Yeah, he he's here in Loveland, right? I think so. But uh, anyway, he he has voted to expand background checks in Colorado to purchase firearm. Well, he's siding with Democrats, and his excuse right. is a pretty pathetic one. His claim is that it was an, he accidentally pushed the wrong button, which you know we've been calling here a um. A political negligent discharge. Yep. I don't know. Vanna, Vanna White's been working for the Wheel of Fortune for like 50 years now, and she's never pushed the wrong button. So what's this dumbass's excuse for clicking the wrong button and selling out gun owners? I call bullshit on his stupid excuse. We're going to flash his phone number up here. Give him a call. 
tell them to step down. If, if you aren't competent enough to push the right button when your constituents' gun rights are on the line, then you don't need to be in a leadership position, buddy. So we're going to give – it's time yep. for the pro-gun bullies to go rhino hunting. That's a, that's a cold, hard fact. Give them a call. I don't care if you're in Colorado or wherever you are. We're all in this together. Call them up and tell them to step down. It's shameful. It's despicable. And me as a Coloradan who wants to keep owning guns, wants you know generations of my family to be able to have access to their Second Amendment rights, I'm, I'm pissed off and mad about it, Tyler. Yeah, and – me becoming a new Colorado resident three years ago, like this, this still affects me. So I'm equally as pissed off as you are about it. And, uh, it's, it's just, we need to get, we need to get on the eight ball and get things moving the next election season. I tell you what, well, and on a national level, we talked about it last week, the ATF ghost gun ban, it's still a thing. I'm checked online just before we start shooting. They still don't have a portal for people to comment online because they're afraid of your voice, but fear not. We got a link below where you can fill out your petition. And we got Hunter King, the King of the Hill will hand deliver it to the ATF. I don't care if they want it or not by hook or by crook. We will get your petitions in front of the anti-gun bureaucrats at the ATF and your voice will be heard. We will not accept them suppressing your voice. Yep. And speaking of Hunter King, we talked to him earlier this week. Sure uh, did. Let's uh, cut to that real quick and talk about the conversation we had with Hunter. Yes. All right. Yes. All right, folks. We are live with the king of the hill, NAGR lobbyist, Hunter King. Yo, Hunter, you stone cold fox. What up? Frazier, I love that introduction. I might start putting that on my signatures. I have never used that yet, but I love that. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're balling out of control, my friend. We got a few questions. The pro-gun bullies out there tuning in want to hear from a real-life gun lobbyist. Tyler, you want to kick it off? Yeah, so obviously uh, we mentioned you're a lobbyist for NAGR. Um, we just want our viewers and listeners to know uh, what, what does that exactly entail and uh, what exactly do you do? What would you say well, you thanks, do? Well, thanks, Tyler. Pre- appreciate that question. So... Essentially, for our 4.5, 4.6 million members, however many we have now, uh, I'm essentially a voice for all of those people, all of those donors, um, everybody throughout organization. I'm kind of the, the voice on Capitol Hill, if you, if you must, for uh, getting our message across to members of Congress, senators, the administration. Um, 9.9 times out of 10, they don't care what I have to say, nor do they listen, nor do they even really know what I'm saying. But it is my job to relay the messages of the good people of this country, the gun owners, the law-abiding gun owners of this country, relay your message to members of Congress, and hopefully try to get some pro-gun legislation passed. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know we're in a kind of divisive spot right now in D.C. and around the country, and there's a lot of gun control being pushed around these parts, but we're, we're doing our best, and we're giving it our best shot out here. So, so basically, you're the voice for all the gun owners on the Hill. Like, you have direct direct uh, lines and ties to uh, all the politicians up there in Capitol Hill. Is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Whatever our members want, whatever they're advocating for, um, however many petitions we get, that's, a, that's, a, that's kind of a good measuring stick for us. If we're getting a ton of petitions on a certain subject, a certain matter, we know it's important to our members. We know we want to get people mobilized. 
uh, yeah, I'll head on over to the cap. I'll head on over to the hill, Capitol Hill, and and try to discuss uh, what we need discussed and want done with with members of Congress. Sometimes it goes our way, sometimes it doesn't. But you know, there's always tomorrow, and we always got to keep fighting. Right on. So so when I think of a D.C. gun lobbyist, I think of the the Gucci loafers and the thousand dollar suits. You know, whining and dining all the the fancy faces that work on the hill um is that is that the way you operate or is that just uh wayne's boys over at the nra uh well let's see yesterday i had mcdonald's for lunch mm. um and i think the day before that i might have got a subway sandwich on the way to the hill uh no no i'm not i'm not wearing anything gucci i'm not wearing anything <laughs> louis vuitton i'm not wearing anything you know whatever the hell they're wearing um i'm here to do a job i'm here to do my work they want to look fancy that's fine so be it i mean hey there's nothing against that i don't have any, I don't have any problem with that but let's focus on getting our work done first yeah, i'm not trying to i'm not trying to point any fingers or calling anybody out but it'd be nice to see some some more gun advocates around capitol hill every once in a while sounds like you're not there to make friends hey if i make friends so be it if you don't like me so be it that's not <laughs> my decision that's yours right on yeah you bet so um Obviously, we're currently uh, running petitions on the uh, ATF's so-called ghost gun ban, the ban on 80% yep. receivers. Um, yep. What exactly do you do with all those petitions that we uh, send over to you from all these pro-gun constituents? It's a great question, Tyler. And uh, honestly, I, I believe, don't quote me on this because I'm not 100% sure, but I think we might be the only organization on the gun side of things that collects all of those petitions that our members sign and send into us, actually physically collect those petitions, put them in backpacks, put them in folders, and walk them over to the Capitol. I think back in 2019, shit, we must have delivered, I don't know how many thousands of petitions, but we had them all in our office on Capitol Hill. The Senate's weird. They only let you take in so many at a time. You can only have one or two bags at a time and so many folders. So what we did was organized all the petitions in our office on the House side of the Capitol, packed up a couple bags, walked them over to the Senate, dropped them off, did that three or four times until we hand-delivered every single petition that our members uh, signed in for us. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's sad to think that other groups actually aren't doing that, but it's good to know that we have you there bombarding Fort Pelosi with all these uh, signed petitions from the pro-gun patriots out there. Um, and speaking on Fort Pelosi, you've, you've worked behind those walls for quite a few years now. I bet you you got some good stories, maybe some shitty politicians who copped an attitude or maybe some pro-gun heroes that you've had a good time working with. Uh, anything come to mind on that front? Well, I got Fraser. The first thing that comes to mind is, and this might shock some people, I really don't have a lot of issues with the Democrats normally because, <laughs> you know, we know how they're going to vote. We know how Nancy sure. Pelosi's going to vote. We know what where where their mind is, what their agenda is. So that's not the issue that I have most of the time on Capitol Hill because I already know you're a piece of shit. You can continue <laughs> doing that. That's fine. Yeah. You know, I'm not shocked at that. What does get under my skin is when you have these weak need Republicans or these so-called conservatives pro-gun members that love to chip to their members, I'm pro-gun, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. When it really boils down to it, you look at their voting record, they're lying. They're not voting the right way. They're introducing crap bills. Uh, just for example, I remember a few years ago, it was in the midst of uh, kind of a hot gun fight on Capitol Hill, uh, and I think the left was really pushing red flag at that moment. Um, and it got 
to the point where I, I don't think that they thought they were going to get any red flag legislation through, and they were kind of looking for, for substitute bills or something to, like, say they could get something done or, or, or to point to something that we have. I won't use his name, but Representative X, we'll call him, um, a member from Texas, allegedly a pro-gun state, uh, dropped a bill, and it was a bill that assessed potential threat. Um, it was $100 million of taxpayer money given to a team of people compiled by whoever was in the administration at that time, so Republican or Democrat, let's mm. just, for the sake of it, say Democrat. So an assessment team put together by a Democrat administration to assess potential threats. Now, I'm not that smart, but I guarantee <laughs> a Democrat-led assessment team is going to say anybody with a firearm is a potential threat. So therefore, now you've got all these law-abiding gun owners on a list of potential threats. We all know what happens when you put people on lists, at least Absolutely. confiscation. And this was a Republican-introduced bill. So what does NAGR do? We respond with a one-pager, uh, outline what the bill is, what the bill does, and that we oppose the bill, and for, and for what reason, for, for, for why. I get a call the next day from Representative X staff member asking if I could come and do their office and have a conversation with them. Absolutely, sure, so be it. Let's do that. So I walk into their office, um, start having a somewhat cordial conversation before they start be. and I was with one of our colleagues from NAGR, before they start just berating us. And then about 30 seconds later, the representative actually walks into the room and he goes, oh, my God, you guys must be NAGR. I had no idea that you guys were going to be here today. Convenient. Yeah, screw off. He knew exactly we were going to be there. It was an absolute setup. And it was basically them telling us why their bill was good, why we should think that is good, and why they were trying to be sneaky with it and get 82 Democrat co-sponsors on it. It's because it's a liberal bill. We called them out on it. They got pissed. But stories kind of like that, Republican members trying to be pro-gun and not actually being pro-gun and trying to sneak by with that kind of shit, that's the stuff that really gets under my skin. Like I said, we know where the Dems are. We know what their agenda yep. is. These R's that are hiding behind what they say is good good legislation, good pro-gun legislation, that's what really gets under my skin. And I think that's what we need to weed out on the Republican side, uh, yes, sir. personally speaking. Yeah, I call them the butt politicians. It's all these Republicans who like to say, you know, no one's more pro-gun than me, but... And after the word but, you stand by because you're about to hear the most anti-gun shit you've ever heard in your life. And everything before yep. the word but is a bunch of crap. Yep. Exactly. After that, you might as well just walk away and say thank you for the conversation, sir. I appreciate yep. your input. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we've got one more question for you, Hunter. So we have a segment on the show called What's in or, uh, Inside the Waistband. and uh, <laughs> where, you, where you whip it on out yeah. and show what you're packing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, where, where, where are we going with this? What is, what, yeah, what's inside yeah. the waistband? <laughs> so, so we know that D.C. actually has some pretty strict uh, gun laws as well as carry laws. So uh, we were just wondering whenever you come out to HQ and you know, have fun with us, what's your favorite gun to shoot out on the range? I love coming out to headquarters, honestly, because, yeah, like you said, I don't get a lot of opportunity to come out here and shoot in D.C. We live in, uh, you know, socialist China, Russia, whatever the hell you want to call it. But um, I do get I do get most of the time I do get a chance to shoot some guns when I'm out at, in Colorado. And I think last time I was out there, I got my mitts on an MP40 and a uh, fully automatic AK that kind of jolted me okay. back a couple of times where Dudley yelled at me to lean into it. So that's what I did, but. Yeah, no, I really enjoy coming out to Colorado and having the opportunity to, to play around with some firearms that I don't, don't get to out here in, in D.C. 
Awesome, man. And what, one last thing. I know uh, no one's a bigger follower of sports than you. Should I go ahead and put it, put it all in for the Broncos led by Aaron Rodgers to win the Super Bowl or what? Do you really think Aaron Rodgers is going to the Broncos? You bet your ass. You just wait, man. I mean, if he goes to the Broncos, honestly, whatever they're going up there, if they're plus 200, that's good value. Yeah, I'd take that. Absolutely, I'd take that. With that defense, Jerry Judy and Aaron Rodgers, mile high, you're going to win your first two games of the week. Nobody can play in the first two games of the week. Take that spread and then roll from there. Absolutely, I like that. Woo! All right, you hear that, everyone. DC lobbyists. Well, and also, bully. hey, with that, Yo. make sure they know that they're not getting past Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. You can take them as far as until they face Tim Brady. Tim Brady. Tim <laughs> Brady. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, agree to disagree, I suppose, on that number. But uh, we appreciate you have having you on the show, buddy. Um, and we definitely appreciate having you out there in Fort Pelosi, giving a voice to all the pro-gun bullies that uh, we're talking to every day. So thanks a lot, friend. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'll come back anytime. Cheers. All right, cheers, boys. Bye. All right, see you. All right, great stuff from D.C. lobbyist, the king of the hill, Hunter King. And we spoke earlier about the ATF ghost gun ban and we had a comment down below from a pro-gun bully, Scott Mullins, a commenter wanted to know how to make a ghost gun. And it just so happens that the Tactical Tackle and myself put together a little instructional video to let you know just how to make a ghost gun. Roll clip. You enjoy it. Roll clip. Great, great, great instructions, thought-provoking stuff, Tyler. I, I thoroughly enjoyed shooting that video with me. Um, I hope you guys are as satisfied as I was. Moving along, <laughs> we're diving inside the waistband. This is the segment on the show where we talk about what we're packing these days. Of course, this one's a special edition of Inside the Waistband. We're not going in my waistband or Tyler's. We're talking about... What's big in the news right now is Israel, and if I was living in Israel, what I would want inside my waistband. So we have a beautiful little Israeli-made Uzi 9mm here. The Uzi 9mm. <laughs> it's a beautiful PDW. Tyler, you want, you want to talk about this beautiful, sweet little honey we get to have on set here today? Yeah, so the the Uzi was designed in the 1950s as a telescoping bolt and uh, as well as an open bolt design, which 
leads it to cool down faster between uh, full auto firings, but also um, can allow sand and dirt and whatnot get in there and mess up your parts and uh, just makes it way more compact too with the telescoping bolt. That's true. Something yeah, new for the fifties. Yeah, and for some of those designs over seventy years ago, it's it's not terribly ergonomic but still it's it's pretty advanced for its time by golly it's just freaking cool it is like everyone i think knows what the uzi is right you can kind of pick it up pick it out out of a lineup even if you're not a gun guy images of chuck norris in a cut off jean shirt wielding two of these bad boys come to mind uh secret service protecting ronald reagan come to mind terminator one he was rocking a uzi it's a sexy gun for just a Big hunk of stamped sheet metal. Right. It's just a damn fine, sexy. Yeah, and and uh, for it being stamped sheet metal, it was also very cheap to produce back yeah. in back in the day. So uh, it's also got a folding stock that if you want to demonstrate, Fraser, how to open that. It's I mean, kind of like the HK slap. I'm gonna try not to screw it up. Yeah. Tow! There you go. And it just locks First into try, place. No it's it's pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, it's sharp, little sharp, little hot probably. Yeah. on a summer's day in Israel, but when you got the the terrorists out and about, this is what I would want in my waistband. I don't know if we've established an Israeli gun rights chapter of the National Association for Gun Rights, but when the time comes, I think that's that needs to be um, on our menu. Yeah, but, be our yeah, mascot inside the waistband, Israel edition. Mm-hmm. The Uzi nine millimeter, delicious, sexy. Mm. Yes. What do we got next, Fraser? Well, I'm gonna just go ahead and set this down here. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on from inside the waistband, we have a fan favorite: the shooting blanks section, where we dive into the demented caverns of the internet and just see what the gun grabbers out there have to say about your second amendment rights starting out we have isabella scarlet she all up on twitter what does she have to say she's Tyler? got an adult name adult film name adult, uh, isabella scarlet yeah it is a little bit anyway she's saying action <laughs> isabella says action must be taken to end gun violence in america ban assault weapons high capacity magazines and dangerous gun accessories what does she mean about gun accessories? First of all, Isabel is a loser because she's replying to her own comment. Yeah. Get some friends <laughs> first, Isabella, and then start talking. But that's all well and good. I, I want to know what dangerous gun accessories are. Uh, foregrips, you know. You, that sounds dangerous. Yeah. I mean, I... What's that thing that goes up? Is that is that That's probably a dangerous yeah. one we need to get, get rid of. Get rid of that yeah. thing that goes up. High-capacity magazine and assault weapons uh isabella scarlet i think your daddy failed you i don't think if i laid out some of these rifles here and some other ones you would know what an assault weapon was but moving on obviously isabella scarlet shooting blanks yep yeah nothing nothing good there Ooh, i like this guy right he's, he's a friend of gun owners isn't he tyler we got mm, Beto. Yeah. excuse me uh, robert francis <laughs> Robert Francis O'Rourke over here talking about gun rights. Someone up here has a comment saying, y'all want to know who haven't failed Texas? Have a good night. Um, haven't failed Texas. Y'all want to know who haven't failed English class? 
not Alejandro, because that's an interesting sentence you put together, but it, I'll make one concession that one that Beto O'Rourke hasn't failed Texas in a little while because he doesn't have a job. Exactly. Unemployed, as he should be. Nerd. Lock that clown up. Is there one? Wow. Yeah, you better look out. Dudley's going to come after you if you keep, keep saying trying. that. I'm trying. I'm trying. So. I need to in- expand my vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, at any rate, we this got- one's sad and this one pisses me off. It's a headline. State Representative mm. Shane Stringer fired over gun rights stance. So this is a, who's a deputy sheriff in Alabama who's also a state rep who is a sponsor of their constitutional carry bill. And he got fired for taking that position. And that's to me, is absolutely sickening and despicable. Tyler, what do you say? Yeah, and it, it just sh- goes to show the way gun rights is becoming such a polarizing topic now within you know, the everyday media, the fake news media. As this, we like to this say. is cancel culture at its worst. This is yep. a fella who's taken the oath of office both as a law enforcement officer and as a politician and actually took it seriously. He read the Constitution and gave a damn about it wanted to expand the rights of his people and that cost him his job. This right. is this is why we're pro-gun bullies. Th- these are the people that we fight back against. Not Shane Stringer, but the people who got him fired. This is why we want you here. This is why you guys should tune into this show to fight back against crap like this because it pisses me off and absolutely the sheriff that fired Shane Stringer in Alabama is definitely shooting blanks and hopefully in his next election he has something coming for him but yeah shooting blanks moving on all right we got a tweet from amber hashtag gun safety now i think we know what her guns have changed shouldn't our gun laws Uh, and this this is the same old tired ass argument about the second amendment being written when there was still muskets so therefore it doesn't apply now But, I mean, the first part of her, or the second part of her sentence doesn't even make sense. Shouldn't our gun laws, implying that gun laws haven't changed since the Constitution was written. I can remember a crap load of infringements on our Second Amendment that's happened than that since then. In fact, we're on the anniversary of the Hughes Amendment, happened on May 18th, 1986, which barred law-abiding citizens from home manufacturing machine guns in their homes there's the national firearms act there's the gun control act there's a million instances of gun control being passed in this country since the second amendment clearly stated that our rights shall not be infringed so i don't understand where her argument even comes from saying that shouldn't our gun laws we've had countless gun laws yep and you know that we talked about their tireless argument you know uh the Second Amendment was written back when guns were muskets, and we technically still do have muskets here today. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the way technology advances, you know, shouldn't the First Amendment, any <laughs> any any other amendment? Yeah, they didn't have Twitter change? when the First Amendment right. was written. So we should should we take away Amber's Twitter account? I, that that's kind of the same logic she's using. Yeah, that's a great argument. Thinking, is, is she arguing that? You know, Grandma should defend her house with a blunderbuss and the roof Koreans should have been defending their businesses with muskets. That's nonsense. She's shooting blanks. She doesn't know anything about anything. And we're moving on. And I think we're calling it a day. 
Yeah. That's the end of our podcast today. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. I sure had a swell time. Thank you, of course, to the King of the Hill, Hunter King, for joining us. And thank you to all of you pro-gun bullies. I hope you actually did leave a comment below like we asked. But more importantly than that, I hope you called the numbers we flashed on the screen and gave a non-threatening piece of your mind to those politicians who need to hear from pro-gun America. Tyler, yep. tell them what to do. All right. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share this video. It would help us out tremendously. If you want to become involved in the fight for the Second Amendment, go to nationalgunrights.org. If you want to get involved with our legal foundation, who deals with litigation and lawsuits, court cases, stuff of the like, go to gunrightsfoundation.org. If you'd like to become an FLD member, the frontline defender, so to say. Um, yeah, and uh, defend the Second Amendment day in and day out. Go to nagrfld.org. a cup of coffee, you could defend the Second Amendment without doing anything. Exactly. How neat is that? That is very neat. And neat. lastly, if you would like to help out the podcast and uh, make sure that we continue to have a job and uh, keep this podcast going, please visit nagr.link slash trb4. That is the number four. Thank you. See ya! Bye. I mean, cut, but like that was so good. <laughs> the music climaxes and the last one. <laughs> Same. Ha <laughs> <laughs>